Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Are you interested in medical virtuality, using virtuality for good and to help humanity? Well, on today's podcast, I have the president of Grassroots Development Education and MedVR, Stephen Max Patterson. He is the producer of the technical competitions and hackathons of extreme scale focus on discovering the applications of new technologies, innovations, and mining new ideas in the fields of augmented reality, virtual reality, machine learning, and quantum computing. He is best known as the producer of the Reality Virtuality Hackathons at MIT Media Labs and creating the Reality Hackathons at the University of Southern California. His newest project, Med VR Symposium and Hackathons for AR, VR, and Healthcare, which is scheduled for uh, coming up, and he is at the North Eastern University College of Art, Medicine, and Design. Hopefully, I got that right, Stephen. Without any delay, Stephen Max Patterson. You do. Yeah. Wow. Hey, thank you for the uh, introduction. <laughs> as a as a guy going through thing, I'm like I'm like I hope I'm saying this right. I don't know, but I'm gonna keep going. So, um, so it, it, yeah, it man. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah. I'm stoked, man. Like I'm I'm actually really stoked to to wrap with you. Um, you know, we uh, we always kind of like connect at conferences or events or many have put on hackathons and uh and so we generally at these people gatherings and it was so nice to get with you uh post well not post uh post pandemic um at the awe conference and connect catch up with you and hear what you're up to and and i loved all the things that you got going on right now um so i'm, I'm excited to wrap with you brother oh well thank you um, likewise um you know we we've been um heads down re you know uh reconnecting with everyone now that the the, the pandemic may have slowed uh and then we've got um, uh, we've got more opportunities and more flexibility to uh create an um an xr um, in medical education program without mm. having to commit that the entire um uh, the, the the entire educational experience is going to be on Zoom. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think, I, I think we've all we've all had enough of it. Uh, uh, and the, I, I actually think, you know, from my experience, to to do as good a job as in person um, on on a platform like like Zoom costs more to develop than to to do it in person. Uh, there, there's just so many, so many things that need to be done to, to sustain engagement. Mm. You're saying it's, it's, it's easier to try to create an in-person event because you're kind of like locked, locked into place, and it makes it, you know, versus people can zone out on Zoom, Zoom, zone out on Zoom, yeah, and be able to go through. Uh, you know, it, it reminds me of doing the uh, MIT hackathon in january uh in boston and we talk about being locked into a place i remember like you know we have these lunch breaks there right and you're like oh is that lunch i was like great and i'm like you know what guys i see there's like a little little cafe around the corner i'm just gonna go for a quick little jaunt to that cafe and uh boston in january i i went to go walk outside and just snowstorm hit with the things i'm like it's like a quarter mile that way and i'm like this is terrible is it and I mean, i'm like i'm gonna go run back inside this building where i'm warm and safe and i'll eat this pizza and, <laughs> and do all that stuff because you you really are you're locked you're locked down you're not you're not going anywhere so um that that, that, that was a, a good event um uh, I, it's got tough numbers to beat we had 460 um uh, participants yeah uh, attending uh, we had the head of um, uh, of um, uh, new technology for IDEO running the mentors there, um, and we we had a, a, a hundred project submissions, uh, which is pretty large. Sure. I, I remember trying to just like handle the madness of like I know I was doing like not only was I doing some judging. But I also had a curate. Like there was so much judging that had to happen that you couldn't see. Like you go around all these places. I mean, I, I, I 
I drew arrows with sticky tapes to get around that place because they're they're like everywhere you went, there was like XR developers building something downstairs, across the street, up around the corner, in a cupboard somewhere around the corner. There's just like hundreds and hundreds of developers building just cool, uh, innovative stuff, which I thought was super. Um, it's it, it definitely gonna have your, your work cut out for you. Um, are you are you are you looking to do like since? You know, uh, we we can now get back together and and meet space. Are you are you looking to do another in person content creation hackathon thing, or is it something? Have you shifted methodologies? It, it, it I def, definitely shifted me methodology, uh, and I think um, it it will be a hybrid program. Mm -hmm. uh, we're we're building both an incubator uh, for medical XR, uh, and uh, we're also uh, creating a boot camp. Uh, mm -hmm. That will will take people from tech and healthcare, uh, merge them together, and 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 fill in the gaps of, of uh, both groups of people. Um, the healthcare people, you know, will learn learn how um, uh, how projects are run, uh, how um, uh, how how technical projects are run. Um, I, I shouldn't cut cut them short. Um, mm. um, and, um, and and also uh, what their role is in, um, in in on an interdisciplinary team that's going to build uh, a, a a prototype product. And mm. the tech people need to learn a lot about about healthcare. Uh, but um, my interest is is, is educating uh, technical people. Uh, on what's different, because I, I think a lot of technical people avoid healthcare because they don't understand the language uh, and they don't understand the the, um, uh, the monolithic um, aspects of, of it. Um, you know, uh, people. Uh, you know, if you don't 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 count uh, the. Uh, uh, the the technical part 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 of the program, the important things that they've got to understand is, is privacy, uh, HIPAA. Uh, they they need to understand ethics. Um, you know, anytime you do an experiment with um, uh, with patients, you need to um, uh, fill out an IBR and get uh, get the institution to to prove it that that it's that it's ethical. Mm -hmm. um, so. That that I think is 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 important. It's also important to to, to be able to talk to people in, in, in healthcare and to talk to patients. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's 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 what we've cut out for ourselves uh, on on the boot camp side side. And you know I I, I will we'll get the first cohort in um, I think in the fourth quarter of this year started. Uh, and while we are operating <clears throat> money and at the, and uh, and building partnerships, I love it. So when you're talking about the first cohort, uh, this is a cohort that's going to be a part of the um, uh, the university, or how do they do they apply to be a part of it? If there are people that are interested that want to be a part of this fourth quarter cohort, like what do they do to sign up to be a part of what you're talking about? Yeah, there there'll be applications and um, uh, to to um, uh, to, to join it, um, mm -hmm. I'm hoping I can raise enough money so that the boot camp uh, uh, doesn't have a tuition, uh, so that people 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 from all walks can can um, uh, can participate. Because you know, like 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 Media Lab, we wanted to get the best possible pe people there, um, uh, and you know, we we paid out uh, travel. Uh, travel funding so that people could 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 travel, and I think we're going to as much as possible to do that uh, with MedVR. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it does open up a lot of. Uh, there is a lot of barriers for people to try to develop on this cutting edge technology. One of them being funding. Other one is like locations and distance. Can you get the right people in the right room um, and working on and working on the problem? And what I like about it, what you're talking about, is that there's a kind of a especially with these like content creation weekends, hackathons as we know them, is that a lot of people just build on the technology because the technology is cool, right? But after, you know, me and you have done uh, you know, a bunch of these hackathons, it's like, how are you actually building a product? How are you actually solving a problem? What does that actually look like? And and 
and it's very difficult. You can't be a master of all these different things. You can't be a master of programming um, and and be a cardiologist. I mean, maybe you could, but the the chances are that it, it's it's way better to kind of get this interdisciplinary skill sets together to work on to solve a problem. As when you're talking about a prototype product to kind of get them out the door, the challenges what you're talking about this is is the barrier about one being funding what are some of the other barriers of trying to trying to get this magic uh pot of people stewing together like what are some of the challenges that people face as you're as you're trying to make this thing happen well i um i i, I think you know we've got we've got a lot of work work to do in in every area um it, it's going to be uh, about a 90-day uh, boot camp. Uh, you know, you, you know, the unfortunate thing about XR is um, you can't really build a product in, or even a, a good prototype in five days, uh, which was pretty obvious at at at, at, at the media lab uh, because having analyzed all the the um, uh, the, the teams and and look look them up. Um, only one uh, became a company. Uh, that's out of 300, three, 300 projects, three hundred teams, um, uh, which I don't think is a good enough return on the effort to 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 run it. So, what we what we're really focused on is getting people prepared uh, to to build a, a solid prototype um, uh, and to give them the resources, the uh, the domain experts to guide them. So um, we have a partnership with Boston Children's Hospital, um, a partnership with um, uh, in development with um, with Mass General uh, Brigham, um, as as well as um, uh, uh, the um, uh, the the University Hospital Heidelberg uh, and the Technical Mute. Uh, uh, University of Munich, uh, as well as uh, Johns Hopkins, uh, where we can draw on uh, ex expertise to first vet the projects that people are going to engage in, and once green-lighted, can, can be there to, to provide uh, the domain expertise so that um, uh, they, they essentially become the lead user for, for, the, for the team. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I, I do... To, to be clear, effectively using the the scientists and uh, and doctors um, in, in these organizations is tantamount. Um, we we won't get them to actually commit to uh, to boot camp uh, because they just you know won't have the time. They they won't be able to take take take, take the time. But um, working with um, uh, Nasir Nawab. Uh, from Technical University of Munich, um, I, I understand how they can the, the clinicians and, and the scientists' time can be organized to be, to be effective, mm. and that's that's the most important important part. Um, what what was missing in in those three hundred projects uh, was typically a lead user who 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 knew their application call. Yeah. It's someone that had a problem, or someone who actually goes through it on a daily basis. That that that's trying to solve it another way, right? Like if you're making a if you're making a note taking app, for example, you know you got to work with a person who's using the pen and paper, right? And then you got to figure out how do I how do I actually because otherwise it's all theory based, right? And so that, I think you're totally right on that point. And you don't need them the entire time. You just need them to call BS and whatever they see. Right. They're like, yeah. there's no way there's no way to ever use it because one of the biggest challenges, one of the biggest roadblocks, I think, that I, I feel like a lot of developers, let's say some someone has a wild idea to build an amazing AR or XR application for the medical space, is the fact that the biggest barrier they have is the lack of adoption that medical professionals will have to your technology. Like, will they actually use it? They're busy, they're trying to save lives, they're trying to actually make things happen but you're trying to introduce a product that has no actual feedback from the end user then they're gonna they're gonna hit that wall right they're gonna be like oh crap and usually by the time they get to the point where they actually build that product and they show it off for the first time they've already invested 
months or years or hundreds of thousands of dollars and then they have to start the iterative process and so what you're doing is you're jump starting it in the very beginning so instead of them building a building a skyscraper tearing down the skyscraper to build it back up you're saying hey might as well build it right from the beginning right is that kind of the the thought process there yeah yeah and uh nasir nawab um uh who's um uh professor at Te the technical university of munich uh -huh. has been doing this for 30 years um and uh, you know the the engagement with the experts um uh, and and how you get to them and how you work with them uh, is, is is really really key mm -hmm. um but i you know i i have um, uh, supporting uh, clinicians like uh, david hoganson who both has a um uh, cardiac surgery um, innovation lab at Boston Children's, and he also is a practicing uh, surgeon. Um, and when he, when he shows up, um, I'm, I'm very respectful because I know that it's it, his time time working on this is is coming out of his sleep budget. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's not a lot of sleep that goes on in, in the whole hospital space too often. Man, they definitely know how to grind. Um, yeah, which, which is for sure. impressive. Um, yeah, they, he, you know, he's he's worked on a project. You know, that one of the interesting things that um, uh, that that has changed, or he that he's changing, mm -hmm. is running simulations of um, uh, an actual patient's heart uh, before and after, and contrasting different different approaches to repair the heart. Um, so that before he he goes go, goes into the operating room, he's got a pretty good idea of, of what the procedure is is going to be uh, based upon the simulation, mm. um, and that 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 I think is 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 really useful because the way it's been done is the uh, uh, they the cardiac surgeon uh, surgeons had had the radiology and the CAT scan scans, uh, but they really decided exactly how they were going to do it when, uh, when, when the, um, uh, when, when the child was, was being operated on. And uh, I think this gives greater certainty of, of the, uh, of, of the choice. Yeah. It allows you to, I mean, like humans are prediction machines, right? We're constantly predicting what's going to happen when, where, and why. And what you're saying about that, which I think is a really good use case, is the fact that you can actually see the, the heart of the, the patient beforehand. So you can, instead of making predictions on the fly, you can kind of roadmap it um, ahead of time and be able to actually see it and, and know it by going through the process ahead of time. Now, this application that you're talking about, is this is this XR or is this a computer simulation that's done on a PC? Uh, it's It's VR. It's VR? It's, it's VR. It'll, it'll also run in, run in a cave. Uh, -huh. yep. uh as, as as well um it's a um, uh, the the team that built it is um uh is that uh the the french engineering company uh Dassault. got it and go ahead and just so anybody is curious about when when steven says the cave what he's talking about is imagine being inside of a small cubicle kind of room that has projector screens all around you that is operating almost kind of like a holodeck environment. So it's like a VR headset without the headset, but you're inside an environment where there's projector screens all around you that are re reacting to the position of your head and your body. Um, and that's the kind of a, a, a way um, that's kind of was uh, before uh, you could get VR headsets working super functional, um, super cheap. Uh, there is the cave system uh, that operates still today um, as, a, as a functional immersive application or hardware system right something like that yeah yeah, yeah. um there, there 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 are a few caves around boston uh, that I've, I've come across but uh amgen uses uh, them for uh for, for drug discovery discussions where you know they'll they'll put uh put up a, um, a molecule or or a synthesis in mm -hmm. and in in their um in their room uh, in their VR room and, um, uh, and, and, and get to see it in much larger than life size. Yeah. So 
it's a great use case. So, I mean, on that note, you know, you're very, let's say, bullish in the area of medical and VR. And you've, I think you've, you know, you've been a part of a bunch of hackathons. I mean, you've been a part of a bunch of hackathons that I've been a part of, right? And you've, you've narrowed down and focused on medical XR technologies as the main area that you want to kind of help facilitate the next generation of entrepreneurs and people that want to actually go from actual idea to functional prototype into a real business, right? Can you answer me, like, what about the medical XR area for you? Do you, why do you put so much energy in that space? What about it, you know, is the thing that causes you to put in so much of a driving force to make real businesses out of that space? Well, I, I did a, a fair amount of research um, and I, I, I got to know di different uh, sectors in, in the industry uh, pretty well. Um, and I, I, I thought the area that I was going to, one of the areas that I was going to focus on was um, uh, gaming and, and entertainment. Uh, but what, what I found there is, is that um, most of the big, uh, Big, big studios understand how to solve the problem uh, already. And they have people in-house that un understand it um, uh, and can, can, can work with the technology. Uh, Disney ha has, uh, has, has engineers, for, for, for instance. Uh, but they're, um, uh, they're, they're not about to turn around and, and put a, an enormous effort into um, in, into growing that, that part of their business yet, um, you know when when you look at the economics of building a game for for a headset versus um, uh, building um, uh, a game for uh, a console, the economics are completely different. And uh, you know they they they're in a wait and see mode. And when they when they they uh, step into the water, they're they're, they're going to be very, very well prepared and they'll start to invest large amounts of money uh, in, in acquisitions and, and their own own engineering te teams. So, you know, finding, finding that was a, a wait and see, I happened to um, uh, go down to the virtual uh, medicine conference at Cedar sinai in, in LA. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, there, that, that was a wonderful experience, um, you know, for, for, for me, uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 um, the two docs that run it really brought brought in a, a, a good crew of speakers, uh, more focused on uh, on the research side. Uh, but what what was clear was that the evidence based discipline of uh, uh, healthcare leads to uh, collecting good good data uh, that that will produce a good a good problem uh, problem statement set uh, that'll let let you build um, uh, build, build a product with much different economics than uh, that than the economics uh, of, of gaming and entertainment mm -hmm. um, you know uh, you know the the um, uh, you know, there there are so many different uses uh, that 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 we're we're seeing. Um, uh, you know, ranging from uh, pain management uh, to um, uh, and, and to to well-being, uh, which which is uh, which is an interesting area. Surgical training, uh, surgical augmentation, surgical planning. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there there's just a, a, a really long list and. When it comes to comes to the training aspect, um, you know it's it's a field that is constantly upgrading itself. You you have to get continuing education credits, uh, and th this is a wonderful way to to give people uh, both the education uh, upgrade the, the the educational credits, as well as um, provide provide them a very very tangible experience of what it's like to, to, to work with technology. Mm. That, make, man, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's a bunch of use cases. So what it sounds like you're saying is this, is the the entertainment space right now is something that isn't in, while it is a space and there is a lot of money being generated in it, it's not nearly 
as painful as a problem and an underserved population as much as the medical side for the XR technologies. And so because of that, there's a, there's a population that needs it in the medical space that's not being served that is very difficult to get right. But if you get it right, there's huge opportunities um, for solving real, real problems, whether it's the training side or just facilitating a, a whole host of problems that you can solve, like the pain management, uh, wellness, or any of those other types of things. Uh, one of them being, which I thought was crazy, is that they've used it for childbirth, for pain management and childbirth. <laughs> could you imagine that? It's like, well, we could get, you could give you an epidural in your neck and just completely numb it down, or you can put this VR headset on. I mean, I'm a, I'm a VR advocate as much as anybody, but man, could you imagine that, that choice? But I, apparently it does actually reduce the pain quite a bit um, and actually turns off like receptors or something that's going on through the spine. Um, there is something there that happens. Now, I don't, I can't speak 100% to it, but I'm amazed constantly finding out these new novel use cases uh, for uh, virtual reality in the health space. Uh, are there are there ones that you've seen that I would like uh, that make you kind of turn your head sideways and go, oh, wow, that's interesting. That's, I wasn't expecting VR to be used for that case. Um, well, you know, there, there's, um, uh, there, there's, there's a bunch of different areas for patient, but one, one of the ones that's really, really interesting is um, uh, what they call bedside uh, procedures, uh, where, where you, um, uh, the, 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 the doctor uh, performs the, the, the procedure in the patient's room, not a, um, uh, not an operating room. And is 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 performing the procedure on um, essentially two two D radiology, um, mm -hmm. two D Im imaging, and things like um, uh, having to ins insert a um, uh, a, a, um, a catheter drain into someone's brain to uh, draw off excess excess fluid is 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 done exactly like that. Um, it, the technology is almost there. It, it needs to get just a little bit more accurate. Uh, but there's been uh, there have been applications built that that overlay the patient's true uh, anatomy uh, onto that part of their body. In this case, a, a, a skull, mm -hmm. uh, so that the the, the doctor is, as they proceed can see all the landmarks that they're trying to interpret that they were trying to interpolate interpolate formally from from the 2d x-ray um, uh, onto the, the person's head and the, there's been trials that that, that are pretty uh, pretty positive um, uh, there's there, there's another um, uh, uh, there's another where and and this is actually a company I just forget their 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 name uh, for the time being, mm. um, but a, a cardiac interventionist oftentimes needs to catheterize, um, uh, in, uh, use a catheter to go into the patient's heart because they have a secondary um, uh, uh, nerve bundle that conflicts with uh, their their the, the nerve bundle uh, called the sinoatrial node. That, that keeps your heart beating accurately. And when these two things compete, it causes fibrillation. And a lot of times it's a cause when you see young people that died of a heart attack. So the, the, the solution is to, uh, with, um, uh, uh, up, up through the arteries into mm. the heart and ablate, meaning putting a cathode and an anode on, on the, the excess bundle uh, and burn it out uh, to to, uh, to to help help the patient. Um, that's that's also done with um, reference to two D imaging um, on and off. Um, and it uh, what what this uh, what uh, what what this project does is it is it creates a hologram of the actual patient's heart and uh, the interventionist can see the, um, the, 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 um, uh, the catheter 
go, go up um, into the exact place in the heart. And what they found was that, that they were three times more accurate um, and, they, uh, and, and they destroyed less healthy tissue in, in the patient's heart. Wow. Um, so that, that, that's, that's kind of, kind of, that's, it's crazy. It also makes me very like queasy to think about like catheters going inside hearts and going inert, like and going inside the brain and stuff like that. That's a really, I mean, you want to talk about the level of pressure that someone's under to try to get that right. And the education being is just typical 2d fashion done on a PC, right? The, I mean, that is a great use case for VR. It makes me think that Confucius quote, uh, uh, I hear and I forget, I see and I remember, I do and I understand. And that's like one of the best things about that is that they're actually doing the process because you want you want someone to really clock that in and get that right. But I mean, you know, all I think all humans are going to be under pressure to to do that, uh, to, to get it right. But you really want to be able to have uh, uh, some wiggle room uh, to not, you know, ruin someone's heart uh, with shaky hands and uh, and going through that whole process. So that's that's really incredible. Um, and I'd be. I'd be oh, curious about the, the effectiveness on, on terms of the, you're talking about the, 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 the training effectiveness. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of equation of like how many lives can be saved. You know, if, if training on that goes up, there's a typical failure rate of X, Y, and Z. If training is this much more efficient, that this is how many lives we're saving. That's a really, I'd be very curious on that, on that kind of metric. Um, what that could yeah, be. There, there, there's a team out of the university of Maryland, uh, yeah. uh, uh, a, um, uh, Dr. Um, uh, clinician uh, Sarah Murty, mm -hmm. and um, she is she she's been charting all the risk areas uh, that you know and and prioritizing them. Uh, mm -hmm. And bedside procedures are are uh, one of the things that she's really um, really focused on. The the risks to to someone in in um, um, in, in an operating suite are much less um, than, you know, the, these, these bedside side procedures. So, mm. yeah, it, it's, 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 it's a fascinating area. Yeah. So then, you know, right now what you're looking at to do is you're looking to, uh, you're raising funds right now so that you can create this program to be able to uh, drive aspiring developers and, and entrepreneurs and people together in a cohort to kind of bring them through a system, um, uh, a training program that you have to kind of actually help facilitate productive, actual practical prototypes that can be applied in the medical space and then help them, you know, go from prototype to actual full business. Is that, is that the, is that the holy grail or what is the, what is your holy grail that you're seeking to achieve by raising the funds and going through this whole program? Well, we, we've been really good at, at getting people jobs in, in the XR um, uh, uh, industry by, by giving them, them the experience. Mm -hmm. we, we, we want to do that, uh, but more so we, we want to produce products. Um, uh, that, uh, so each, um, each team, um, uh, in in the the, um, the boot camp needs to um, build a prototype, um, and that that's the key key part to to um, uh, to, to getting uh, getting certified. Um, the you know they they need the experience of um, of deciding you know what area they 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 want to move into, working on an interdisciplinary team, interacting with the, with 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 medical people, people uh, and then producing something that medical people would say that looks useful. <laughs> you know, I might actually use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that, and that's that's a hard hard part. Um, uh, uh, is getting some, something that that people want want to use. I don't think yeah. that each cohort will produce. Um, you know. 50 products, uh, but I think having, having the accelerator uh, for both um, the most capable graduates uh, of the, the, um, the boot camp mm -hmm. uh, to, to bring, uh, bring people from outside that already have teams and have an idea that that's been, been vetted by, uh, 
by our partners at um, uh, at Children's and at the at the other hospitals. Yeah. So, so then really what's about is producing products that are actually valuable and, and usable and saying, okay, and, you're, and it's, it's like the white combinator kind of thing. White combinator is not trying to knock everyone to be successful that goes through their doors. It's about, it's about, Hey, this, this is a numbers game, but you're going to get the methodology, right? And there's going to be a certain percentage that there's going to be a couple home run hits um, that are going to come from um, the program, which really touched on what I, I think you touched on it already, but I do want to ask you, because it's a part of the sequence here is, the holy grail is to actually produce valuable products that people use in the medical space right and so what is the biggest what i would call dragon that's preventing that from happening what do you think is the biggest challenge that it's gonna that you're gonna face um by uh trying to actually make this holy grail happen um i i think it is uh, the applied aspect of um, uh of um, uh the, the the training uh, you know, it's it, we're we'll have a very in, interdisciplinary cohort, um, but we're we're not looking to produce the entire cohort of um, uh, of um, uh, developers. We we want to pr pr produce people who understand uh, what it's like uh, to to work in a hospital environment or work work in a medical environment built build the product, get feedback, iterate it. Um, if it requires approval to get it approved um, and, uh, and, and, and produce it. Uh, that, that's really the, 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 the important thing. And mm -hmm. again, the, the, the wonderful situation that we're in is we have some of the largest hospitals in, um, in, the, in the world uh, that, are, that are interested in this program. Um, so they, um, uh, you know, you know, to, to give you an example of, of why they, they want to be, be, be ready and, and, and participate, uh, the uh, head of the, um, uh, the Stratus uh, uh, simulation division at uh, Mass General Brigham said, you know, in, um, in and they, they have all very physical types of simulation to train train pe people uh they have you know eighty thousand dollar dummies um uh, uh that that they use and um uh, roger diaz who heads it said you know in five years 50 percent of what what we're doing now manually will be in xr and he he said in 10 years 90 percent percent will be be there and mm. we we have the they're they're really motivated to to see what's uh, what can be built and what's being being built to, to prepare prepare for it, and that asset of, of being able to engage the the experts in refining picking and refining uh, uh, projects uh, is 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 really critical. Mm. Yeah, it, there it's like uh, what was done ten years ago versus on the web versus now right there's this massive adoption before you know there was very the telemedicine wasn't really a thing you know uh you know so many years ago and now it's getting more and more common the xr adoption rate i mean with how many headsets and how how quickly the adoption rate is happening now i could absolutely seen i could absolutely see that you know it, everything's going to be shipped shifted there it's just about making that infrastructure role setup right you know making the applications that actually work that are practical enough that people it's like this is good enough you know, like when the Oculus Quest 2 came out, it was one of those times that was like, oh, this is finally good enough for people to kind of get up and use and, it, and, it, and get the job done. Right. And now that now that that's opened the doorway, there's so many other competitors that are right behind it that are that are, you know, kind of in that same vein that are able to do this kind of inside out tracking and lightweight headsets. And, you know, there's all these like peripheral devices that are satisfying needs, fleet management tools for the, um, you know, for the XR industry. So I can I absolutely see. I absolutely see the adoption happening very quickly, um, especially as <clears throat> as like more of these problems get solved. But we're still in the early days. Right? This is still very early days of XR technology in the medical space, and so there's a whole bunch of opportunities um, for um, young startups in the space. I actually, you, you know, I mean, know me, even uh, uh, I do. I coach uh, uh, other XR developers and stuff. And there's actually one of the guys that I coach uh, who's actually working on a a 
uh, medical therapy tool uh, who I might uh, uh, introduce you guys in for Q4 and see if he's a good fit uh, for what you guys are doing. Um, but I don't know, uh, I was gonna ask you uh, on this on this space right now, what advice would you give to uh, young XR professionals that wanna get into the medical space, you know, that are say interested in your program, but they wanna get started now, they wanna get up and going. What advice would you give to them to kind of uh, start to work their way into this industry? Yeah, um, you know, I I, I, I think um, the ideal uh, job is one where um, they're they're hired for their 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 technical skill by someone who is um, equivalently skilled in uh, in healthcare and, and medicine, uh, and to to work on on a project with uh, with with that. Uh, with that person, mm. I, I think that you know. I I, I think you'll you'll find um, that as busy as clinicians are, they'll make time uh, for working with some someone if they think there's a solution there uh, that 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 will will help improve the condition of of, of patients. Mm. Um, so, um, I I I would also say that. Um, getting in anywhere in healthcare so they start to understand the language uh, is, 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 is an important aspect. Um, and it, it, it might not be the perfect assignment, uh, uh, but um, it, it's, it's a way to get started. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, 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 the other thing I, I would take a look at is um, there are uh, lots of research papers that are published every single year um, and finding um, uh, finding projects in published research that they could contribute to and then fi finding that team uh, that that did, did the research and 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 see if um, um, it's an employment opportunity or a partnership opportunity you know if um, if, if a uh, if a paper on uh, 3D imaging has uh, had 600 citations, um, that team's pretty good. Um, uh, and and also uh, finding the innovation teams in the big hospitals uh, and it, expressing an interest in working with teams that are on a uh, uh, Engaged in in research, preparing to publish that uh, publish a paper. Um, that would be a, a really great opportunity. That's awesome. Okay, so just kind of recant it back. Is <clears throat> one approach hospitals say that you said two. See if you can get hired on in somebody who's got as the same kind of chops that you have in say the XR development space as in the medical space. Whatever they whatever they are, they're, they're a domain subject matter expert. Another one, find the innovation departments, work with them. Another one you're talking about is you go to something like, you know, uh, PubMed and, and, and type in virtual reality and look for all the citations of use cases and say, okay, who are the cool people doing big stuff in here? And how can I, how can I find a way to find an alliance, whether I'm getting hired or doing a partnership or what does that look like? And there's all a couple of ways to start to get in there to, to understand the language, to understand the, the domains, to, to connect with the subject matter experts and to not go in blind, right? So that you can kind of work your way um, into that space is that kind of yeah yeah and uh, they're, they're 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 super interesting people um, the uh, in 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 the field uh, that are really knowledgeable about about their expertise one um, one example is the Stratus Simulation Center um, uh, which you know I I don't understand why VR hasn't focused on every single um, entity that has the word simulation in it. Uh, because it's it's a really expensive bi business, uh, yeah. uh, but they um, uh, they they can they they're magical. They are completely magical. Uh, they they had a program to reduce the ten most um, uh, critical accidents that happen in in in, in a operating room. Uh, this this was not done in, done done in VR. This was done with an expensive uh, mock-up of a of, of a um, uh, of, of an operating room, 
Mm -hmm. They they had exam they, they had simulations of each of these ten problems, uh, uh, ten ten risks. Yeah, and they would they would bring in um, surgical teams that that had ten years of experience, and because their their simulation was was so good, and it wasn't so good from a, a, a virtual a, 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 a the the level of um, uh, lifelike um, uh, the, the simulation was, but they were able to engage the, these team, teams and cause cognitive over, overload. Uh, yeah. and, um, and they they would they they filmed uh, all of these uh, encounters, and they they would sit down with the team and explain explain where where, where the problem happened and and what what the team could do to to, to improve it. It's, it's absolutely. Um, I mean, they're 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 complete magicians, and those are the people that that are looking at AR and VR. Uh, there, there's another lab uh, that is designing um, uh, XR solutions for very long NASA space flights. Um, you know, uh, you know, three year long space flights, wow. um, where you know you. You have to have just in time medical education and also um, uh, uh, artificial intelligence uh, to to help diagnose those problems. And um, I, I've seen simulations of um, of, of um, uh, the the space based um, emergency treatments uh, with. Um, uh, with, with both uh, the Oculus um, uh, and uh, and the Vive, uh, which which is fascinating, you know, it's it's it's, it's a thirty minute thirty minute latency from Mars to to Earth. So if you better figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta figure it out quick. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going down. Response: He's dead. <laughs> it's like there's, it's like there's such a delay there. But you're right. There's huge needs there, and I, and I think it's a really good point of, of looking at the medical simulations to see what what are the real problems that you already face, and what are the super expensive solutions, and how do you make it cheaper, faster, better with VR or XR technologies. I, I think it's a beautiful use case. Um, uh, Stephen, I know you you had to go because I know it's it's uh, summertime in Boston, and you've got about three minutes of summertime uh, over there. And I know it's a Friday, and I appreciate you. Uh, taking the time to make this happen. This was kind of a last minute uh, podcast that popped up. So I appreciate you being here. Is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you tell them how to get a hold of you and, and what you're working on? Yeah. Uh, so, so there's a, uh, there's one thing I, I would want to say, you know, I, I focused on very engineering oriented applications because uh, that's my makeup. Um, uh, uh, and it's, it's, I'd like to say that I've been a recovering engineer for 30 years, <laughs> uh, but uh, there's a company Trip with two P's uh, that is doing amazing things with um, uh, wellness by in in uh, VR by having group sessions uh, to to meditate, um, and you know it's it's really possible that this is going to be the next approach to mental health, um, you know, as compared to, um, uh, to, to uh, um, endless therapy or drug, drug therapy, it'll be one more opportunity. And they're, they're getting some real traction there. Mm -hmm. So uh, interesting field. There's, there's so many different domains to, 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 to address but yeah. from, from getting a hold of me, uh, mm -hmm. it's real easy. It's uh, Stephen with a V uh, at medvr, M-E-D-V-R dot I-O. Um, or you can go to our, our website, uh, medvr dot I-O. Um, one thing I would like to say is we had the domain um, uh, medxr dot I-O. But we let it go because um, uh, in dealing with all the clinicians, they thought that it was a radiology. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, it, 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 we were focused on radiology. So so we, we had to get rid of the XR and put the VR in because the recognition rate of, um, uh, so of VR is like 80% with, uh, with clinicians. 
That's so funny, man. And, and, and it's, it's so interesting because depending on who you are and where you are in the space, it just there's there's certain nomenclatures and 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 terminologies that it's just that's what it is. And instead of trying to change the idea of an entire industry, you're like, I'm just gonna change my name. It's fine. I'm just gonna switch <laughs> it out. It's easier. It's so much easier. Um, yeah. Cool, Stephen. Hey, yeah. so, so what's up? And one one other thing, we're yeah. we're restarting the uh, the talks that, that we've been uh, uh, been giving. You can see the historical one on, on our ones on our website. Uh, the, um, uh, the the next one is on the thirteenth. You can you'll be able to find it on our website if you email me. I'll make sure you get on the list uh, to um, to see it. It's a um, um, anesthesiology uh, simulator um, uh, built on an epic uh, grant, uh, oh. and it's 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 really neat. And this is a um, very technically well versed um, um, uh, uh, anesthesiology nurse, uh, Peter Stello, uh, who um, understands uh, how Unreal works. Uh, so we'll have a combination of a discussion on the, the, the technical side of innovation, as well as the experience side uh, of, of innovation, because he's been uh, the anesthesiologist on the machine, uh, checking to make sure that, that, that the patient is, is, is stable and, and changing, uh, changing the anesthesia uh, procedure if, if, if it's not. Um, and he's he he also teaches yeah. uh, at uh, the University of Alabama um, uh, nursing um, uh, program. So it's pretty pr pretty cool talk if 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 you if you want to get um, uh, get into the nuts and bolts of it. Um, uh, really that's, interesting person. That's awesome, man. So if you want to check out the talk with the anesthesiologist and and learn both sides of the equation both the technical and also the experiential. You can go to medvr.io or you can hit up Stephen on his, on his email. Um, Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. I appreciate you being here, man. It is always a pleasure, sir. Um, enjoy that Boston sunny weather. Yeah, likewise. It, 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 enjoy LA. I miss LA. <laughs> Come back, man. Come on. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get you, dude. I promise. No, no COVID, right? It was just, it was just be good times and sunshine. That's what we got for you, brother. Good times. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I should, I should get out there. All right, dude. Much love, man. I'll see you on the other side. Bye now. I will. I, I definitely will. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or, if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.